0: Hey guys. Welcome back to Starring Milana. I'm your host, Milana, and it is hashtag Milana Monday. And I just want to say, first of all, thank you so much for starting your week off with me. And I hope you enjoy today's podcast and that it helps you get through this crazy week. And I send you all positivity and productivity. So before I... Really go into this week's podcast. I want to apologize to my YouTube audience. Um, if you watch on YouTube, last week's episode was so raggedy. Not the episode and, and the actual um, like content of the episode, but the quality of the video. I have to be very honest with you guys, I'm not a professional when it comes to um, filming and editing. There's literally one setting I know on the camera, and that's that. Um, so I don't know what happened when we were filming it. It looked great on our uh, screen. But when I uploaded it, it was just blurry and awful. And a few of you guys noticed, and I'm sorry. For those of you who still were able to get through it and watched it and listened to it, thank you. I want to remind you that there's actually an audio version to this as well. Um, so if you're listening on the audio version, you. Visit youtube.com forward slash starring Milana if you want to see the shit show that was last week's episode, or if you want to watch this one because it's so much better. I promise you it's going to be better unless I plug it in and same shit happens. Sorry. Um, and for those of you who watch on YouTube, there is obviously a- an audio version to this on most podcast apps. That's Starring Milana. Make sure to subscribe, leave a rating, a review, give a thumbs up on both um, platforms. And you can follow me on social media at Starring Milana on Instagram and Twitter. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. Um, And in this week's episode, we're going to be talking about legalizing sex work, my first fight, living your life for yourself, Kim K back at the White House, and Drake winning the NBA championship, and so much more. And as always, there are three segments on the show. The first one is called BTS, where we kind of catch up and I talk about my past week. The second one is called Talkworthy, where we pick a few things going on in the media and we try to offer a different perspective. And the third segment is called Dropping Gems, where we pick a topic of the week and we drop a few gems. Before we get into this episode... Um, you know, this would usually be in the talkworthy segment, but I kind of want to talk about it immediately just to. Um, I think it deserves a, a moment in the beginning. So I'm wearing blue. We have blue flowers today, and this is for hashtag blue for Sudan. There is a tragedy um, going on in Sudan right now. I'm not going to go into fully what's happening because I don't think we even know the extent that it that it, it's gotten to. But um, basically there was a, what was supposed to be a peaceful revolution, um, a protest. Essentially the people of Sudan wanted a civilian government and they protested and were successful and able to remove, I believe his name is Al-Bashir, who's been a dictator there for 30 years, remove him out of power, and um, the I think it's the government military that kind of came in and wanted to um, reconstruct the the Sudanese government, and they said it's going to take about two years. So the protesters were unhappy, and they still wanted a civilian government. So they continued to protest peacefully again, um, and unfortunately, the um, military. I think they're, they're named the Janjaweed. Am I saying that correctly? Yes. Um, they came in and they just started to <sighs> murder people. Um, there were about 40 bodies that we know about um, that were found in the Manala river. They're raping women. I mean, it's definitely taken um, a turn for the worst. And I think the most horrific part of it, aside from obviously people losing their lives, is that they're trying to, it's essentially basically a genocide and they're trying to keep it, uh, silent and under wraps. They blacked out all of the internet. Um, people are unable to post on social media and really, um, spread awareness of what's going on. You are still able to use your phone, so I think there's people who are calling, um, I don't know, maybe news stations or family and trying to get the message out. But this is very serious because this is not only like human rights, but it's, you know, freedom of speech, and now they're blocking out the internet. It's just gotten too far, and people are losing their lives, and I think it's time for... Um, people uh, in other countries, the US, um, maybe the United Nations, someone needs to step in and kind of see what's going on because there's definitely human rights violations going on in Sudan right now. So I will um, leave a few links of how you can help in any way. Um, there's a petition you can sign, there's money that you can donate. so I'll go ahead and leave all that information in the show notes and in the YouTube description. But I wanted to um, let you know the people of Sudan know if anyone is, is listening and raise awareness um, so we stand with the people of Sudan. And now, on to more bubbly news, Um, we're going to start with the BTS segment. This is where I discuss my past week. So, as you know, my birthday was last week, and it's still my birthday. I celebrated all weekend long because last weekend I went with my boyfriend to Palm Springs. And although it was fun, uh, I wasn't really with my friends, you know, my girly friends. So I'm celebrating all weekend long not all month long like usually but all weekend long I'll take what I can get so it's still Gemini season it's still my birthday by the way I had a great time in Palm Springs I stayed at the La Arena Villas it is an incredible uh, very small boutique hotel only has like 18 rooms and it's really quiet um, like the massage room only can has two beds like there's it's just very small and unique and um, I really had an amazing time the general manager happened to have lived in Los Angeles and went to my high school like 20 years earlier. So I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, so I had a great time in Palm Springs speaking of birthdays. So I don't know if I'm more excited about like my birthday every year or my Sephora gift. You know how you get like a birthday gift, the month of your birthday? And this year is, uh, the gift was the Drunk Elephant products and they were like travel size. And I love Drunk Elephant products. That's all I use on my face basically. So I'm so excited that, because I don't think they actually sell those for purchase, the small travel sizes. So I'm so happy that now I have it. And then there was another product in there that I haven't tried yet. So I'm really excited about that. (laughs) Um, Also, it was Father's Day. So, happy Father's Day to all you daddies out there. And I love my dad. Um, He totally gets me. This is my BFF. I think I'm a daddy's girl. And that's that. I also want to talk about Lena. So, um, again, for those of you who don't know, if this is your first time listening, she's my producer. She sits here. That is why I tend to look this way sometimes. Lena thinks she's a consistent person. I'm going to tell you why she is not. So, we had this conversation yesterday. Um full disclosure, I'm always late. I'm always late. I I love you guys. It's not personal. Don't take it personally. It's not you. It's me. It's just who I am. I'm always late, okay? However, I'm like 15 minutes late. That's about it. Unless something is like really happening, then I'm like 30 minutes But I'm usually like consistently 15 minutes late. Lena is, yesterday she tried to tell me that She was late yesterday as well, that um, she is uh, consistent. You know, her dad told her that because she's always late, at least she's consistent. I was like, honey, you're not consistent. Being consistent is being consistently late the same amount of time. You are three hours late one day, 15 minutes late the next day, 45 minutes late. Or today, my favorite, I'm on my way, and she got here an hour and 10 minutes later. I don't live in San Diego. I mean, I c- could have cleaned my closet. I I mean, I probably could have edited this video. I had a full-blown dinner. I could have gotten a fucking sugaring at this point. I could have got a full lash uh, set at this point. She, an hour and 10 minutes late. It does not take an hour and 10 minutes. Anyway, so uh, she's helping me out. Really, I can't complain. Beggars can't be choosers, you know, whatever I roll. She is who she is. Love her. But this bitch ain't consistent. Let's be clear. Being, she's, you're laughing, you having a good time. Being a consistent person who's late is, like, the same amount of time. I don't know what fucking time she's on. I don't know what time she's on. I don't even know how she operates. I don't understand. Um, that's that. Moving on. So I have developed a sunflower seed addiction. So basically... Um, I know it's kind of weird for some people. I used to love sunflower seeds when I was younger. Like when I was in middle school, I would get the salty ones from 7-Eleven. But you know, I think it's in my blood because when I would go back to Armenia, they um, my grandparents grew sunflower seeds. My dad's been, uh, you know, he had to stop smoking cigarettes. He's been smoking his whole life. So he took up sunflower seed eating because it's like a distraction to him. And I was like, oh, yeah, I miss these things. You guys, I can't stop eating them. It's literally disgusting. It's so gross, but I, I love it, and I think I need to, like, go to rehab for it. It's crazy. Like, some sort, I'm having withdrawals when I don't eat them. It's really bizarre. Um, so that happened this, this week. Big Little Lies came back. Now, if you guys don't watch Big Little Lies, you need to start. The first season was super like short seven episodes, but it was amazing. And the second season is, I mean, it's only been the first episode that I've seen so far, but it's been amazing. The cast is incredible. I don't even know how they have the budget for these people. It's um, Laura Dern, Reese Witherspoon, Zoe Kravitz, Shailene Woodley, Nicole Kidman, and now Meryl Streep. And this, her scene in the first episode, I'm 100% sure she's going to win like some sort of Emmy for it. It was amazing. I don't know. It's a really good show. I don't want to give too much away um, for those of you who haven't, who haven't watched it, but it's great. You know what I haven't watched and I don't know if I can is when they see us. I keep seeing people commenting about it and how like sad it was, how life-changing it was, how great it was. And I don't know... If I can watch, it's based on a true story, right? It's about the I think they called them Central Park Five, um, the kids that were accused of raping this woman and put in jail for x amount of years, and they didn't do it. So Ava DuVernay, um, she cre- she wrote it, she directed it, she everything. She's amazing, but I, I guess I have to watch it. Maybe. I'm going to Michigan this week, so maybe when I'm in Michigan, I'll try to watch it. It's a four-part series, but if you've seen it, can you please DM me and like let me know your thoughts on it? I, I, I don't know. I'm I'm going to have a hard time watching it. I have a feeling because it's probably going to be super depressing and I think I'm okay in life right now. You know, I don't know if I need to go down that road, but it's probably important for me to see this. So, Another thing, because obviously all I do is watch TV and talk about it. Teen Mom OG is back. You know what? 10th fucking season, you guys. That is insane. They've been on TV for 10 years, these people. I mean, what quality television is this? I caught myself this week going on the Teen Mom OG Instagram and like defending one of the moms. I was like arguing with like viewers. I never do that. I never comment. That's how dedicated I am to Teen Mom. And that's about it. (laughs) So my past week consisted of still celebrating my birthday and watching a whole lot of TV. Okay, guys. So now we're going to move on to the Talkworthy segment. Again, this is where we pick a few things going on in the media. And we cover it or we try to offer a new perspective if there's one to be had. And I have to tell you, it's been a lot of shit going on this week. Um, The Raptors versus Warriors series is finally over. The Raptors are the new champions. Um... I feel like Drake was on the team the entire time. We're so thankful for his hard work. You know, all jokes aside, it's really exciting to see people celebrate or a team celebrate that's never won before. Um, I don't know. I thought it was amazing. So congratulations to the Raptors. Even though, you know, I really – I kind of low-key in my heart of hearts wanted um, Steph Curry to win another one. I just – I mean, I really like the Warriors, but I think – seeing Drake that ecstatic was enough for me for a lifetime. I want to be that excited. I mean, when are the Lakers going to do something? Do something. Like, I haven't been this excited in sports. My Cowboys are – I don't know what they're going on. I don't know what's happening there. Um, The Lakers mm, – the Dodgers really blew it. And I guess, like, the Rams – the Rams fucking blew it. The last year could have been our year. That could have been our year. And all of our teams just – So, uh, hopefully – 2019, 2020 will be our year. Speaking of sports, so the USA soccer team is fucking killing it, right? They're doing so good. Um, they There's one game that I want to talk about because I saw comments about their 13-0 game against Thailand. They're, so if you don't know, they scored 13 goals, which is a record record high of any um, any country and any uh, sports teams, the women's team and the men's team, they've scored the most amount of goals ever. This is like a new record, okay? No one's ever scored that big of a ratio, 13-0. No one's ever scored 13 goals. So that is just, I don't know. So that's a moment in history, right? So they're out there killing it. First of all, they don't get paid enough. Let's be clear. I understand that it's about supply and demand and a lot of people watch men's soccer more but like they have never gotten this far the women's team has won both medals but i want to talk about the comments that i saw after they um in the middle of this game against thailand so they i think it was like goal nine and they were still celebrating like they celebrated every single goal like it was the first goal or like it was the winning goal And people were not happy. Some of the comments I saw, uh, people were like, this is not classy. This is distasteful. Um, You're just going to go ahead and rub it in to the Thai team. Like, they just kept saying how it was uh, inappropriate to celebrate every single goal when they were already winning by, like, 10 goals. And it was obvious that the other team wasn't going to come back and, like, score more. This is how I feel about it. Okay, You're not going to tell if Messi and they scored 13 goals, nobody would be criticizing them or telling a men's team that it's not classy that they celebrated every single goal. No, it's like it is what it is. It's sportsmanship. It's the joy of the game. They're happy. They're celebrating. I don't think that it's really that deep. And you have to understand, like, they're breaking a record. With every single goal, they're setting the standard so high that this goal record may never be broken ever again. This is like insane. This is a big deal and people aren't understanding that and I feel like intention is everything. I always say that. And I don't think what they were doing was inappropriate because they weren't rubbing rubbing in they weren't rubbing it into anyone's face. They weren't like looking at them, sticking their tongue. They weren't doing any of that. They were celebrating within the, their own team. So, I don't think it's that crazy. I actually think that it gets the morale going for them to keep going, for them to do better. And it's a lifetime memory and it's a and it's a new fucking world record. So big ups to them. People take things a little too seriously. Everyone always wants to fucking be mad. And this isn't that. This is not something to be mad over. So I am in this group chat and somebody sent this video of a video that was posted on Reddit. Okay. There is a couple... Down the street from me, that got into a fight, a physical fight on the freeway. They literally pulled over. There were, I guess, there were there was some road rage probably going on. And then one car pulled over, and um, they started filming. The other car pulled over, and the other people in the other car hopped out of the car. It was a couple. It was a man and a woman. They, ha- I believe, they're my people. I think they're Armenian. They hopped out of the car and they started coming at this other couple in the car, and um, you know some racial things were said and i have to tell you um the couple that initiated or instigated or that hopped out of the car you know my people yeah got their ass beat pretty fucking bad pretty bad and i i don't i want to talk about this because you know this is called starring milana and i can only speak for my own experiences as much as i can and i don't really believe in violence the keyword being really right it depends so I've been in a fight before and my fight was, you know, I don't need to go into detail about how it started, but basically this girl was like threatening me and talking shit and telling me how she's gonna beat my ass and yada, yada, yada. And I kept rolling my eyes, you know, because I don't care. Like your words mean nothing to me at this point. It is at the point that you touch me that now we have a problem. Don't physically put your hands on me because that's like next level disrespect. You can tell me all you want. You can talk all the shit you want. But when you touch somebody, I think that's a different story. So that was my first fight. Somebody touched me, and I couldn't handle it. I just took off, right? So same thing kind of happened here. They were talking shit, and then some racial slurs were exchanged, and then the couple just beat their ass. I mean, it was kind of uncomfortable to watch. It wasn't, like, so bad. We're like, oh, my God, stop. But it was basically she, uh, the woman took the other woman's shirt off over her head, and now she had to do walk, the walk of shame back to her car in her bra. And the worst part about it is they got their ass beat voluntarily. Nobody told you to get out the fucking car. So you volunteered to get your ass beat, okay? And third, they got in a fight with their kids in the car. Don't pull over on a freeway and hop out and try to fight somebody and your kids are in the car. This is embarrassing because now, like, I'm not listening to you. Mom, you got your ass beat on the freeway. Like, you know, like what is, is, the level of respect, it's just insane. And you're teaching your kids the wrong values. Like, this is not how you handle things. You never know what the people in the other car have, okay? Road rage is so real. You don't know what weapons they have. You don't know anything. So how irresponsible of you to pull over on a freeway, with your kids in the car, hop out of the car, scream racial slurs, and then walk out with your ass beat. I mean, this is just crazy to me. I want to talk about New York and their suggested legislation to legalize, basically, prostitution. Um, I was very conflicted about this, you know, because this can go one, or, one, or, one of two ways, right? It can definitely um, benefit women who are in this line of work and even the customers because there's... it. I mean, ideally, it would be regulated, right? We have... Um, medical, it should be medically regulated, right? For safety and health issues. And also for like physical safety, like it should bring down the cases of rape and murder and abuse and all of that. That's the idea. Um, the concern is though, if this is passed, then you're going to have levels to this, right? You're going to have It's going to be very hard to regulate, is basically what I'm saying. There can be people that come in and um, open these, uh, I don't know, stores. uh, What would you call them? Salons? There can be people that come in. I mean, if it gets to that point. um, But, yeah, if it's not regulated properly, I think that it can be um, very, uh, still dangerous. And I say for women, for the most part, because most sex workers are women. Um, But, it, you know, there's... The Bunny Ranch in Vegas, it's not Vegas. It's like, where is it? Um, Reno? Is it Reno? I don't know where it is, but it's outside of Vegas. But it works. And I, you know, people are like, what is this country becoming? Ethically, this is so inappropriate. I mean, I don't think that's for us to decide. Again, this goes back to my body. I could do what I want, right? But I think that it can get a little dangerous, especially with... um, young girls, I mean, what age do you start, right? Is it over 18? But like, if I can't drink alcohol until I'm 21, why can I work, be a sex worker at at 18, right? So there's definitely like some things that they would need to figure out. Um, It definitely has to be regulated, but I don't know. I listened to this podcast with with Alice Little, and Alice Little at one point was the highest paid legal um, sex worker in the country. She works at the Bunny Ranch, and she normalized it for me on a level that I couldn't have imagined. You know the things that she talks about, how people have this stigma about. Um, women in this industry and how it's just kind of nasty and paying for sex is just kind of like, it's disgusting, I can't believe you have to pay to have sex with someone, like you can't get it. Like just the stigmas behind it are so inappropriate. And she talks about how, you know, there's different cases. And I'm not, I'm not saying that this will be the case for everyone, but for example, you know, she has couples that come in who um, basically want sex education. They wanna talk about um, things that they might be uncomfortable talking about with one another. But if someone is there kind of like a mediator, they're more open and willing and she shows them things. She tries things. There's a woman that she said who was diagnosed with cancer and her husband obviously was very supportive and didn't want to leave her side, but he had needs. And he said she could no longer provide for him. So she told him, you can go to the bunny ranch, you know, and it's not as people, there's a lot more education than anything else. It doesn't have to be this like taboo, um, thing that we usually associate sex workers with, you know, and I think the the amount of human trafficking that um, it can affect and lower and help and hopefully eventually, you know, eliminate would be ideal. And it would be amazing because that is a problem that we have in this country and in most countries. So I'm very open to it. I think that if it is regulated properly, that this is a step forward. And, um, you know, if you don't like it, don't participate in it. I don't know how else to put it. Speaking of my body, I can do what I want. Um, Ariana Grande donated the funds from her show in Atlanta to Planned Parenthood. And this was a big deal. People were saying, so she's basically giving money for, murdering children okay for abortion i mean you guys are so bizarre i can't even like why how do we get there okay so atlanta georgia passed the heartbeat bill basically stopping abortion if there's a heartbeat right netflix and disney they threatened to remove their um uh, like all of their projects that they had filming in Atlanta because of that, right? And it's really important for companies of that magnitude to take a stance because that's a lot of money that they bring into Atlanta and the state of Georgia. The film initiative in that state is massive, right? So if they pull out, that's going to leave a lot of people out of work. That's going to leave... And it's not just like the people that are working there. It's going to affect the entire economy. So I think that them starting to take... Um, that kind of initiative is already saying a lot for Ariana Grande to donate the money from the show to Planned Parenthood. You know, it kind of, it kind of says like, look, Georgia, I don't support what you're doing. So I'm going to take all the money I made at this show and I'm not going to even profit from it. I don't want to profit from what your state represents. I want to donate the cause to the cause that helps women. Right. And when people are saying, that she's donated to abortion, they don't get it. Like how you need to like broaden your horizons a little bit, you know? And maybe some of these people have never been to a Planned Parenthood, but Planned Parenthood isn't like you walk in and you literally walk in and get an abortion. It's not, this is not what that is. The misconception of Planned Parenthood is, it's saddening to me. You know, like when I was young, I went to Planned Parenthood, you know, when I was a young girl and I was like, oh, I don't want to go on my parents' insurance. There's nothing wrong with it. People who want to stay anonymous, people who can't afford, um, certain healthcare, women that need pap smears, um, STD, STI checking. I mean, there's so much that they do there. It's not just walking in, asking for abortion, getting it and walking out. That's not what that is. Um, so I really think that her stepping up and donating that money is a big deal because it's not only raising awareness, but it's going to open up um, the conversation more for other celebrities and other large um, entities to do these kinds of things to basically push the state and um, the people who are voting for this in the other direction, right? Um, convince them that this is just not the way to go. Another thing I want to talk about is Kim K. She was back at the White House, um, continuing with her, uh, legislation that she's been pushing for wrongly incarcerated people. And now she said she's focusing on getting them, um, reacclimated, uh, into society once they're out, because a lot of the statistics of people, um, leaving prison and going back in is really high. So she's trying to do like, that's her focus. Now I want to say this, um, watching Donald Trump introduce her and saying that she's his friend's, uh, wife was interesting to me, but her being there and, and giving her speech, you know, it just made me realize that sometimes when there is uh, something that needs attention or change needs to be made, we need to put our personal beliefs and pride aside if it is for the greater benefit of others, okay? I have to tell you, I don't believe in my heart of hearts that she supports Or beliefs in the same things as Donald Trump does. Although we know that... I mean, I don't even know what we know. Do we even know if Kanye is a Donald Trump supporter? Or if he's a supporter of the idea? If he's just... Is the publicity... We don't know. We don't fucking know anything. But we do know that he has been seen with Donald Trump. He's met with him. He has, in some sort of way, supported the message, right? But Kim hasn't. And um, Kanye and Kim are two different entities. Like, let's remember that they're two different people. So... I don't believe that she really believes or believes or supports his policies. And I think she might have even stated that in some sort of way in one of her episodes where she kind of said like, you know, me and Kanye, we have different beliefs and we we, we don't need to support necessarily uh, have the same views as the president, but um, he is giving me this platform to um, push for my cause. And I have to tell you, it is a big fucking deal. You know, how many of us can put our personal beliefs aside to do something like this. You know, so most people don't want to be associated with something they don't believe or they, su- they don't support, especially celebrities, right? They don't necessarily want to be associated with that because it, it it's going to be with them forever, right? But the fact that she's able to, um, I don't, this is like a, a word maybe I shouldn't be using, but use him or at least like use their connection. His platform, uh, the fact that he's in power, despite their differences, to help other people, I think that's, you know, something to, to support, um, and good for her, and, um, I hope that she's able to, through this initiative, able to help so many people who, I don't want to say otherwise don't have an option because there are organizations that already do help with this, but bring awareness and more awareness to this because of how big her platform is. So the last thing that I want to talk about in the Talkworthy segment is Lil Boozy. Um, I don't know if I'm a little late, but I just saw this. I don't know if this was last week, but Lil Boozy went Off on American Airlines, he posted this thing on social media about how they're racist and um, how he had a connecting flight and the flight before that was late, so he wasn't able to get on this flight, but it wasn't his fault. The um, agent at the front front wouldn't let him in, and the pilot said it was okay for him to go in, but the agent look, we weren't there, so we don't know, but we do know that American Airlines put out a statement saying that he was late, the doors were already closed on the plane. There's nothing that they can do or let him. let him on. Regardless of the, I guess, the logistics of it, he reacted in a way that I think was completely unnecessary. He threatened to, he said some really derogatory things to this man. He, on social media, he said he was going to kill him. Don't let me see you outside of this. I will put a pistol to your face. Like basically fuck your mom, kids, your blah, 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 blah. I mean, it was really, really intense and so inappropriate. And it's just kind of like, look, I am not a fan of American Airlines. I actually almost got kicked off a flight on American Airlines because they're fucking crazy. Their agents are bizarre, right? Like I And I didn't even do anything. It's just some woman was having a bad day and she went fucking off on me and... I was fucking mortified. I'm mortified. I was mortified. So I did not have a great experience on American Airlines either. And I have to tell you, it's not my favorite airline to fly. In. If I could, I'll fly Delta all the time. I don't really fuck with it. Sometimes you don't have a choice. Sometimes Del- Delta don't go everywhere, you know. And it's like, what are my options here? American or Spirit? I mean, really, let's talk about it. So. I'm not a biggest fan. So I understand. Like, I totally, I feel for him, but this is not the reaction. If you want to get your point across, there's so many other ways to do it. And I just thought that this was, I don't know, this was just so inappropriate. And I think that, you know, when you have a platform like this, this is going to be a reflection of you. The way you're reacting is a reflection of yourself, right? People aren't going to go back to American Airlines and be like, fuck you, American Airlines, look what you did to him. They're going to be like, bro, chill out. I just think that his delivery was whack and, um... This is not the way to communicate your frustrations, especially when you have a following of this magnitude. And I don't, you know, just because you're you're mad that you missed the pool party, and I get it. Your interaction with this man was probably not something that uh, you left. You probably left with a bad taste in your mouth, and I understand. But to say these things on social media when you have kids, when you have a big following, when you're basically um, suggesting like murder and like fighting with someone and beating them up and saying all these things, this is just not the way – handle shit. Okay. Maybe you were on that flight. You were not on that flight for a reason. And by the way, you're probably going to have to get on that airline line at some point in your life again, because let's be real again, not every airline goes to every single um, airport and you might have to get back on there. So I would choose your words wisely. All right guys. So that's it for the talkworthy segment. And now we're getting into the last segment of the show called dropping gems. So The topic of the week is probably the opposite of what I should be talking about, really, um, because it's Father's Day, or it was yesterday. But, you know, I've been thinking about this topic for a long time. Um, I want to talk about living your life for yourself, okay? Not your parents, not your culture, and not for society. Um, Not super long and super deep, but... It's just something that I've been thinking about for a while because, you know, you can kind of, I mean, I can kind of tell, maybe not everyone, but I can kind of tell when I come across people who are living their life through other people's expectations. They're not living their life for themselves. And you can tell it comes out in conversation. It comes out in behavior. Um. So I just want to encourage people, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, maybe it'll um, make you reflect and think about your own life and the life that you're currently living and what kind of life you want to live. For most of you who know, I am, am Armenian. Um, I grew up in, in Russia. So culturally, you know, even though we moved to America when I was really young and we assimilated pretty quickly um into the culture you know I still had my family in Armenia and I still had my Armenian culture kind of always in the back of my head and the expectations just always on my mind um because I was kind of reminded by a lot of it through my mom right um who you should be dating what kind of education you should have um what type of friends you need um how you should behave, right? Like a classy lady or this or that, or sometimes you need to bite your tongue or, you know, so I've always been reminded by, uh, these things that were culturally appropriate or just the norm in my culture. Not necessarily my parents who believed in these things, but this is just how, this was just the norm that they grew up in. And so this is kind of what the expectations were of me. I've always, kind of dance to the beat of my own drum. Is that the way to say it? Okay. Wow. (laughs) Oh my God. So proud of myself. I've never, those words have never come out of my mouth before, but I just thought of it and it was like, oh, I expressed it properly. (laughs) I'm not so bad at English. Um, So I've always just kind of, you know, I don't know how this happened, but I for sure lived my life as a young child, for myself. Um, I've kind of had this mentality in most cases, like if you don't like it, you don't have to look at it, right? Um, if you don't agree with it, you don't have to deal with it. So you only have one life. I think the main problem of not living your life for yourself um, is that social pressure and expectations, they can be kind of deceiving. People want you to be like them because it makes them feel validated in their own ways, their own beliefs and their own behaviors, right? They want you to be like them, okay? It's hard to be around people who aren't themselves because they're insecure, they're always living a double life in their mind, and it's truly uncomfortable to be around. Um, so I think that, you know, whatever your beliefs are, be that spiritual, religious, um... Whatever you believe in or whoever you want to be, I think you have to live it for yourself and not someone else because that's the only way that you can be true to yourself. You don't want to look back at your life and resent anyone that was around you or um, the pressures that you might have felt or the decisions you might have made because in your own mind you weren't um, being who you are or being true to yourself. Okay, so I I just want to say that I think that I've seen people in my life uh, kind of live based on the expectations of others. You know, just to be um, transparent with you guys, I have some family members who have lived their life caring so much about what others thought of them. You know, I have an aunt who... Uh, Has been married to a man who is an alcoholic and you know, I think he might be schizophrenic. He was abusive I mean, it was just a really unbearable Relationship to watch and she would not get a divorce and she would not leave him because it is embarrassing to do that in my culture I think that if you have to choose a career because it's the norm in your culture or you have to believe uh, a certain religion um, or be practicing a certain religion because of your culture um, or you have to date certain type of people or date within your culture and that's not ex- that's not necessarily who you want to spend your rest of your life with, I think it can really become draining and it is confusing to you as a person. If you succumb to those expectations... You choose to live your life through other people's expectations of you, um, you're not going to be living for yourself. I'm so confident because <laughs> I love who I am, right? I love um, the person that I've I've become. And it's because I've always just kind of lived my life for myself. And I don't have any regrets because there's nothing that I have done or that I do that was a decision that I made based on someone else's Expectations. So with that being said, I think that it is easy to fall short sometimes. And I think that, you know, especially when they're your parents or you have pressure from your parents or maybe a sibling um, or maybe a significant other, you know, sometimes we do fall short and we do um, do things that we otherwise wouldn't have done because, you know, the perceptions of others. And I understand that. But I think the key is to uh, always think, Is are you doing this for yourself? Is this something that you truly want? Um, really think about every situation. And process it before you make decisions that you have to live your life with, and the only person that has to live with those decisions is yourself. That's all I want to say, and I want to leave you guys with a serious question: Like, do you even know what kind of life you want to live for yourself? Um, And that is where I would start. I would reflect on your life now and think about where you are and how you got to this point, and are you happy? And is this where you want to stay? This is something that I've, um, actually had to do recently and I will share it with you guys soon, but I, but I had to take a step back and, and, you know, figure out, am I really happy? And if not, why, and how can I change that? And why haven't I changed that? And is it because I'm afraid of what everyone else is going to think? Okay. So I'm going to, um, dive a little deeper on that in, uh, Upcoming episodes, but because I I went through this and because I reflected, it really opened up my eyes, and now you know I have to make some life changing decisions. Um, but they're decisions for myself. So I think that if you ask yourself that question, is do you know what kind of life you want to live, and are you happy living the life that you're currently living, and are you living it for yourself? Um, if you start there and you reflect, I think you'll be surprised at how many things you do and have done in the past that weren't really for yourself. And it was, um, because of your expectations from your family, your friends, a significant other, um, your culture or society in general. So that's all I want to leave with, leave you with. I hope it wasn't too con- confusing or an, and all over the place, but, um, it is an, an important message because again, you only have one life to live. And if you're confused, pray about it, pray about it, you know? Um, so anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you, again, you have an amazing week. Hashtag Milana Monday and make sure to leave a comment, um, a like, a review, subscribe on both youtube.com forward slash starring Milana and on the podcast app. Um, You guys, please leave those reviews on the podcast app. I'm trying to obviously grow my audience and grow my channel. So the more support, the better. And uh, you can follow me on social media at starring Milana. And if you appreciate this message or resonated with you, go ahead and screenshot this podcast and share it with your friends and followers. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll be back next week.